Stocks have been fairly tame since uh, the Fed chair's discussion yesterday with reporters. A little bit of downside, but we're still largely within the range we've been watching. For bonds, too, with the 10-year just below 3.4% this morning. Let's talk about it with Lizanne Saunders, chief investment strategist at Schwab's Center for Financial Research. I guess we should start with uh, Jerome Powell yesterday and kind of work our way through the news here. Lizanne, good morning. Uh, what would you think? Good morning. He was a little bit all over the place. There were some uh, surprising comments that he made, including um, pushing back on a recession forecasts that come from his own staff. Maybe not the fact that he's saying we could avoid recession. I think that's sort of standard operating procedure for Fed chairs, but it, I, I think it just potentially puts a wrinkle in how the staff discuss their forecasts with, uh, with the chairman and others, he somewhat oddly de-emphasized wage growth, even though that has been an area of focus for him during press conferences and for the Fed more, more broadly. But I guess what's most important is what he did not say, which is he did not say that rate cuts were on the table. And that's still the disconnect that exists between what the market is expecting and not just what the Fed is saying, but the current conditions of a still OK economy, no big cracks in the labor market and inflation well above the target, how that's a setup for rate cuts. I still don't understand that. I'm glad that you mentioned his outlook for the economy, because that, that did seem uh, interesting that um, he views growth uh, in the economy still. I mean, I guess possibly that's just kind of the, the job to remain optimistic, but but is it really? I mean, maybe realistic would be uh, a little bit better because if he does see economic growth and then he also says that, uh, you know, as long as inflation remains above 2%, he's going to keep fighting it. Economic growth doesn't seem like, um, you know, right now it would necessarily lead to lower inflation. So it seems like then it's not hard to connect these dots to assume that he's definitely not going to cut. Like it's almost like an implicit, uh, you know, uh, discussion of that not being a possibility. Uh, he, that that certainly was the message. And it, it, it could end up being the case that the market is right in pricing and rate cuts starting as soon as mid-year. But not under current conditions, most likely only if you see much more significant economic deterioration and it would, based on the Fed's mandates, would probably by necessity be inclusive of weak labor market data or the banking system problems really pick up steam and run the risk of becoming more systemic. Yeah, those would be the conditions under which the Fed might uh, cut just inflation continuing to trend down is is maybe enough for a pause, just not a pivot. And I, I just think that's where the, the disconnect still exists. Um, let's talk about the banks here, as it seemed like for the most part, uh, he wanted to kind of smooth over that uh, without uh, any alarming language. And then later on in the night, we get uh, uh, Pat Quest talking about strategic yeah. options and a big sell-off. Uh, do you find comfort in what we heard from the Fed chair? Uh, how do you think uh, he handled that situation? You know, just reiterating, I think it was what sound and stable or um, was a little bit uh, odd. He, he certainly uh, dove into the meat of things a little bit more in the press conference. So maybe it not quite the, you know, whistle past the graveyard kind of thinking. But, um, you know, clearly with the news that we got at the end of the day, we are not through this yet. It, it still has a bit of a whack-a-mole flavor in terms of how authorities and regulators are tackling this. And we know we're 
I think at that point in the cycle where traders, speculators, those that can be short are, are probably paying a bit of a trading game and targeting some of these um, weaker regional banks or perceived weaker regional banks and, and causing a bit of a, a, a spiral that's probably exacerbated by, based on what traders and shareholders are doing versus systemic problems inside those institutions. My guess is that his reiteration of the banking system is still sound could have been a function of the advance read that the Fed gets on the senior loan officer survey, perhaps showing that credit conditions haven't dramatically tightened since the late the, the prior release. It's a quarterly release. That mm. said, credit conditions were already in recession territory, and that prior report was only through the beginning of the year, so well before Silicon Valley Bank, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm not sure why he chose to reiterate that unless he was pointing specifically to worsening credit conditions and not um, the potential additional risks for individual regional banks. When does that update come out for, for that uh, data set? I think. Yeah, I think it's May 8th. Okay. Um, it's next week. Yeah. Okay. But, but it is the case that they do get an advance read. The, the Fed puts out the the report, and he didn't dive into details, but that was probably the appropriate speculation that that comment might have been tied to what they saw in that report. Very interesting. Okay, the senior loan officer survey. Jeff put that on our radar as well. The sluice, uh, as he called it, uh, and it stuck out because I haven't heard that. I need to uh, uh, keep track of that one. So that's pretty interesting, possibly that maybe he's seen some of the data and the expected fallout is not uh, necessarily as bad. What do you think about uh, the way we've kind of seemingly been moving down the checklist of uh, uh, banks that fit some criteria? To me, it kind of looks like we're kind of moving down the ranking of those with the biggest uninsured deposits. If um, there's some degree of uh, linearity to it, like expectedness, does that make it better or is this still a bad situation? I, I think it's still, a bad situation, particularly through the confidence channels, the, the confidence associated with not just shareholders of banks, but depositors of banks. And there was some data that came out, survey data that came out that said that, you know, the vast majority of consumers do have concerns about the safety of their deposits, notwithstanding what um, the regulators have done in stepping in either to, to, to broker a deal or to bring a bank into FDIC receivership is essentially guarantee all those deposits, but it's not explicit on a going forward basis. So clearly that has not eased a lot of those concerns. So I think that this is through the confidence channels and that's the nature of, of credit contractions. Um, it, it, it's not all on paper and the math associated with it. It's, it's what it does to the psyche of both the lender and the borrower. And it, it's, it's hard to argue that we're well through that process. I think there's still a bit of that ahead. Okay, well said. Uh, let's talk some data and make our way down to the uh, numbers uh, here this week and then tomorrow too with employment. Uh, it's interesting. It seems like we've got a couple of these prints that kind of look like stagflationary in nature. If it's the uh, ISM manufacturing top line sub 50, prices paid above 50 uh, this morning with productivity and costs, bad productivity and uh, pretty high costs. What do we make of that? Yeah, that that was not a that was that was sort of a one-two bad combo punch this morning, with uh, lower than expected productivity and higher than expected unit labor 
costs. But it is it is still murky heading into the jobs report tomorrow. You did see a little bit of a tick up in claims this morning, but of course you had seen a reversal to a a slightly better path last week. Uh, you saw the ADP report, which which is not a anything resembling a close proxy to what you tend to get in the BLS report uh, following ADP, but it was certainly hotter than expected. So yet again, we have mixed signals going into um, the, the report. I'm not sure where the consensus sits um, right now, but I know that the the range around the consensus is uh, fairly wide. And uh, I think that's kind of the environment that we're in right now. Broadly, we're seeing economic data worse than expected. You see it in things like the surprise index, but there's still a decent range. There are still mixed signals right now, making it uh, tricky to get a, a true assessment of the economic landscape. And that's just the nature of the beast in this cycle. All right, good stuff, Lizanne. Uh, really appreciate the convo, thank you very much. Good to see you, Oliver. Likewise, Lizanne Saunders, Chief Investment Strategist at Schwab's Center for Financial Research. Uh, some really good stuff in there uh, as we're trying to process a lot right now. And some of these numbers, uh, not good for the inflationary implications, but murky still uh, to Lizanne's point is uh, there are a few data points also that have been surprisingly strong, just uh, mostly softer and uh, not helping. Uh, the Fed, uh, especially as there still remains a big gap, uh, as Lizanne reminds us here, between the message from Powell and the plans by the market for later this year and interest rate cuts that seem nowhere in the Fed chair's agenda.